0: Serving Northumberland County as a not-for-profit, volunteer-run community radio station. This is CFWN-FM, Northumberland 89.7. October is Yorkville month at Long & McQuay. We're celebrating with 0% financing and special deals on all of our top brands, like Gibson and Epiphone Guitars, Galey Galeen Kruger, Line 6, and Hughes and Kettner Amps. Elite, Yorkville, Dyne Audio, and KRK Monitors. Mapex Drums, Apex, and Avantone Microphones, and much more. Don't forget Guitar Setup Day and Half Price Rental Day.
1: Long and McQuaid, the music begins. Check out
0: long-mcquaid.com for details. On November 24th, the Municipality of Trent Hills and Corporation of Northumberland County will be conducting a mock emergency management exercise in the town of Campbellford. They are currently seeking volunteers to act the roles of citizens evacuating to a local emergency shelter. To learn more about this opportunity, email emergencymanagement at northumberlandcounty.ca or attend the information session October 12th, 6.30pm at the Cultural Clock Tower, 36 Front Street, Campbellford. Brought to you by the Community Emergency Managers of Northumberland County. Northumberland 89.7 is different. We provide a variety of music and talk programs you won't hear anywhere else. Hosted by volunteers who live and shop in our community. Northumberland 89.7, truly local radio. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts and guests of Reality Realty are not necessarily the views or opinions of Northumberland 89.7 FM. The information given is designed to be informative and helpful you should always consult a professional when buying or selling your home. This is Reality Realty. I'm Dale Bryant, and I'm a real estate broker with Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty Brokerage. And at this time each week, we bring you Northumberland 89.7 FM's Reality Realty, your local real estate forum, where we take on, we talk about, and we interview guests on all things real estate with a direct focus on Northumberland County and the communities within it. Joining me in the studio this morning, we have Carol Ann Bryant, mortgage broker with the Broker Financial Group. And if you're a regular listener of Reality Realty, you'll likely know that Carol Ann is my wife, and she is also one of two unlicensed assistants that work with me in my real estate business. Carol Ann, thanks for joining me this morning.
2: Good morning. It's been a while.
0: It's been a long while. Our last live show was june twenty ninth Wow yes, so we I've done three seasons three seasons of reality realty and this is the kickoff to season four so
2: and I'm your honored guest
0: you're my honored guest
2: Ah that's yeah, so nice of you
0: absolutely what a perfect way to start season four you're,
2: you're getting bonus points yeah
0: well thank you and uh and and I believe on yes. June 29th, you were one of my guests <coughs> to, uh, to finish off that season.
2: Well, look at that.
0: Yeah, we did a question and answer period. Yes, Yourself I remember that. Yep. And Tom's, mm-hmm. uh, we had a really great show. Yeah, those
2: are always good shows.
0: Yeah. So a lot's happened uh, since our last show. Indeed. We've been getting things ready for, for the show. Um, one of the things that has happened is I've had, well, listen, why don't we do Snapshot?
2: All right. First,
0: and then we'll get into the show and we'll review the things that have been going on.
2: Sounds like a plan.
0: So first things first, we'll take a look at Snapshot. That's a report of Northumberland's residential real estate market. There has been 104 single family residential sales over the past month. That leaves us with an inventory of 353 residential listings for sale. And the average selling price of successful sales over the past 12 months, over the past year, has increased to approximately $409,000. Can you believe that? That yeah. the average price here in Northumberland County is 409000
2: Is That's good. It's well good for th- <coughs> those of us that own real estate <coughs> in Coburg, Northumberland.
0: Yeah, it just it just makes it so much harder to get into it, though, doesn't it?
2: Well, I think as we will discuss later yeah, on, that's sort discuss. of across the board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. right?
0: Oh, it's happening everywhere. I guess every time I get surprised at it, I, I, I guess I, I start to realize how old I am and, <laughs> and where, where some of the, you know, where, where my mind gets locked on certain values and, and different things. But anyways, we'll move on. Uh, during the past uh, year, people have received on average, just over 100% of their asking price in a market time of 36 days. So on average, Northumberland County has been 36 days to sell your home over the past year. Northumberland Real Estate is in a strong seller's market. Still. Still. Uh, Which it
2: was when we (coughs) took a break for the summer.
0: Which it was. I mean, it had already come down quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And some people, I, I've even heard realtors mention <laughs> that uh, we were in a buyer's market now. Well, we, we never have been in a buyer's market, but it yes. It just shifted. Did, did it seem, did it seem like it was a buyer's think, market yeah. in comparison to, to the, the frenzy? frenzy. <laughs> yeah. 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 So we, we have an absorption rate of 36% and that's based on the past month's sales trends, which means there's approximately an inventory of 2.9 months at the rate of of the homes that have been selling. So I research these Northumberland County statistics and I calculate the absorption rate using information from List Central. And List Central is a local real estate component of the MLS system. (coughs) Pardon me. So if you're thinking of buying or selling a home, you're going to want this information to be not general, but area-specific, and specific to the property type you're dealing with and the price band it's in. So talk to your local realtor to understand the Northumberland market information that's most relevant to you. So, Carolyn, mm-hmm. mortgage rates. You supply us every week with the mortgage rates. I do. With the five-year fixed and variable. Do you want to give us the rates?
2: Uh, yes. So as of today... Um, you can get a five-year fixed as low as 2.89. And this sounds fantastic. You can get a five-year fixed as low as prime minus A five-year
0: p- variable. Uh, sorry, variable.
2: Sorry. Um, <clears throat> as low as f- uh, prime minus. 1.05. Doesn't that sound fantastic? Yes. However, However. <laughs> Prime has increased since we last met. Okay. Prime is now at 3.20. So that makes your actual interest rate uh, still still a good rate, uh, 2.15. Um, of course, those rates, you, ha- you, you may or may not qualify for them. Mm-hmm. But those are the lowest available for if you qualify.
0: Well, just for interest's sake. Yeah. The variable... Mm-hmm. Was at three point two on our last show that when we left in, uh, when we left in uh, June. Prime. Uh, w- yeah. So um, no, Prime is oh at two point
2: seven. Right. When we left in June, Prime was at two point seven.
0: What are we now?
2: Prime is at three point two. Oh, three so point two. So it went up. It's gone oh, up twice. Okay, yeah, Bank yeah, of yeah, yeah. Canada has increased it twice. By yeah. 0.25 twice. Um, so when we left in June, you could get a five-year fixed as low as 2.39. Well,
0: have you gone in on this on on our uh, draft and made change the numbers? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Ta da! <ta-da. laughs> Mystery solved. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, as confusing as the last part was, due to me. Yeah. That those are the mortgage. There's still
2: rates. there's still good rates available. They have they have gone up, but we'll talk about that later on as well. Yeah. Sorry for throwing you off and, there.
0: And as well, I mean, you were doing keeping your, you on your toes. You were doing your job. Uh, today's mortgage rates, as always, come to us from mortgage broker Carol Ann Bryant with the Broker Financial Group, and that is a current snapshot of the residential real estate market right here in Northumberland County. And this is just a reminder. That the views and opinions expressed by me, my co-host, Carol Ann, or any co-host, guests of the show, or any of the articles presented do not represent the views and opinions of our station, of the Northumberland Hills Association of Realtors, of any real estate brokerage, or any other realtor. They're just simply our views and opinions at this time. So, Carol Ann, Mm -hmm. we're back here, new season. uh And I talked about the changes. I I started getting into the changes before we did Snapshot. But uh, some big changes have happened. Uh, I had uh, some help from an amazing radio broadcast engineer who volunteers at the station, uh, Trevor. And he helped me to set up a a studio, a broadcasting studio in one of my offices so that I'm able to... uh, pre-record any promotional information or possibly any interviews that can't happen live so Mm I will be able to pre-record them and and they'll all be able to supplement the show which is only going to make the show better so I'm pretty happy about that uh part of the pre-recording is I'm I'm getting uh, a new intro ready to the show I love our song Mm -hmm. I love the intro but uh you know, I'm I'm getting into the uh, into the technical production portion of it, and okay. uh, and so hopefully hopefully next week we're going to hear
2: unveil the new un- intro
0: unveil the new intro hmm. and uh, intriguing yeah you know, intriguing <laughs> a heartfelt intriguing from <laughs> Caroline <Ann. laughs> all right thanks Caroline uh, something else that's gone on is um, on the snapshot section. I, for my business, for my business, I collect stats. I I, I calculate stats, I collect them, and uh, I've expanded that. I, I, at the beginning of the summer, I created uh, quite an exhaustive spreadsheet where I'm looking at not just Northumberland County, but I'm looking at Coburg alone. I'm looking at Port Hope alone. I'm looking at condos.
3: Mm-hmm. Alone.
0: I'm looking at Coburg condos alone. I, I do a lot in the uh, luxury market as well. I'm taking stats in different price ranges of the mar- luxury market here in Northumberland County. And so, snapshot is, is going to stay more or less the same uh, of what I do because that's a general look at what's happening in Northumberland County. But every now and again, I might do a special uh, snapshot feature where maybe I'll include. Condos, or maybe I'll just take a look at Coburg in in specific and compare it to what our general stats are. So just a little expansion there, and uh, a few more things are on it on their way, and and hopefully we'll be unveiling those really soon. Um, and that's about it. Can you think of anything else we've been working on?
2: Um. I think you've covered it. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the time flew by fairly quickly it when did. you considered taking a break. Um, I know you were, it was a very busy real estate uh, season for you and it was uh, a necessary break.
0: Yeah, it was time to regroup, wasn't <laughs> it?
2: Well, yeah.
0: Yeah. So let's uh, let's take a look here um, and, and look at the market. The market that's happened, you know, you're talking about this very busy real estate market here in 2017, and, and I'd like to even just take a little bit further look, like go back a little bit to say, how did we even get to 2017? Sure. So if, if we take a look prior to 2015, our home price index, it stayed fairly constant in, in our community for a number of years. And, and so a, um, a neighborhood that maybe was growing at 5%, would continue to grow the next year at about 5% and that's that's the home b- price index is mm-hmm. how much does our market fluctuate? Um, without taking into account any any specific home and and um, You know any renovations or anything. It's just what has the market been doing? So it was fairly constant now in 2015 maybe a neighborhood here in Coburg that may have grown at about a 5% home price index per year in 2015, it increased sharply to about seven and a half percent. So it got about fifty percent um, stronger mm-hmm. in 15. Now, if we take a look at 2016, that seven and a half for that that neighborhood that grew to approximately ten percent. So we're talking two years later, and it's it's pretty much doubled. Right. What it, it was, and then 2017. My goodness, all bets were off at the, for the first four months of 2017. We were on a pace where we arguably, we were, we were adjusting prices from the year past by about 17%. So three and a half, almost yeah. three and a half times what we had been sort of used to staying stable um, for a home price index. Now, then, then came along Kathleen Wynn and the ontario government and um, kathleen announced uh, some some changes uh there was a a 16 item housing plan that she had and and it was strategic planning to try and cool off this frenzied market because really and truly it wasn't a healthy market when you're growing that fast that's not a healthy it was
2: stressful for buyers
0: for buyers, for There's your, for a mortgage broker. oh yeah, well, yeah. it was stressful. <laughs> yeah, because people are uh, really hoping you're going to put together their financing, and and, uh, I mean, their their incomes didn't increase by seventeen percent. No,
2: and, and and people had basically, if they wanted to to be competing, they had to go in without a condition of financing, which is extremely dangerous. Yeah, it, well, it was it.
0: They didn't have to, but they felt like they had to, and
2: y- yeah. Well, you know that that in, in during that time, that when you were sitting down with mul- with competing offers, yeah, those that had condition of financing weren't standing as much of a chance as those that came in with no conditions.
0: No. I, I, and it was most often a no condition offer that uh, got the house, and and that's absolutely true. And we'll talk about that in just a second. But uh, at the first uh, at the forefront of these uh, sixteen um, changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, at the forefront was the um, new fifteen percent foreign home buyer tax that right. was that was a biggie and uh, almost immediately after the announcement of that well it was whatever was being implemented was implemented immediately mm-hmm. and our market changed basically immediately so so then the question is did our market change because of this uh, foreign Uh, buyer tax and and the other 15 items on Kathleen Wynne's list or or was that just part of the picture and and so an interesting thing I took a look at because the BC government Mm -hmm. they in 2016 and in August of 2016 the BC government implemented a similar 15% buyer tax which had the same cooling effect in their market. Now it was to the greater metro area, which is just around
2: to cool down the Vancouver. The
0: Vancouver market. So which was was crazy. Yeah, it was like the greater Vancouver market. And and same with our Ontario one. It was for the greater horseshoe um, area. Right. And uh, golden horseshoe area. And so when I take a look at um what happened one year later Mm -hmm. um so this July, end of July this year in BC uh, they were already starting to have a bit of a market rebound, and the prices were creeping up again. So, they that slowly le- creeping up. Yeah, or that was uh, that. Well, that yeah. It the the article led led me to believe it was uh, it was a healthier creep up. It wasn't something that was just skyrocketing. Mm-hmm. So that leads to the question. Um,
2: will it happen here
0: will happen here so a similar a similar sort of change but now that the interesting thing here is when i look at um (coughs) i looked at a ctv ctv news article online Mm -hmm. and let's take a look at what how their market was in bc uh prior to the change compared to how our market was prior to the change so CTV reported prior to the change that 13.2% of all the transactions in the b cs metro Vancouver area, 13.2% involved foreign buyers. Mm-hmm. When Kathleen Wynne uh, made the changes to our real estate rules, at that time, also according to a different CTV article, because obviously it was over a year later... Um, they they uh, reported that only 4.7 percent of all transactions in the Greater uh, Golden Horseshoe were involving foreign buyers. Hmm. So there's a big difference. Uh, now this is information according to CTV. Um, they're reporting only 4.7 percent were foreign buyers in our greater Golden Horseshoe, whereas 13.2% were in the greater Vancouver area. So a foreign buyer tax would have a a much greater impact on, on Vancouver than it would Mm -hmm. here in the GTA. Mm -hmm. And, and so then that, that makes me think, you know, what, what are our changes going to look like here? Where, where was the cooling of our market? Was that, like hundred percent responsible was Kathleen Wynn's 16point plan, hundred percent r- responsible, led by this foreign buyer tax? Or could, could possibly, um, people had already been, you know, coming to a head where they've had no means or no appetite to continue with, the, um, with, with making these prices higher and higher and competing? Like, was, were the people already getting tired and worn out over this? And could, could the 16-point plan just have been part of the formula that led to this?
2: Yes, but I, but I also believe the changes in the mortgage rules at the same time, that had an effect. Mm-hmm. I mean, we saw with those new changes, with the stress tests that came in, people's buying power decreased by 20%, about mm-hmm. approximately 20%.
0: Well, let's get into that. Let's, let's look at that in specific, the, the changes in the mortgage industry and how that too may have been uh, a factor in how our market cooled down. But I definitely think if, if we had different circumstances heading into it, as far as foreign buyers is concerned with BC, our recovery may look different. Instead of us just saying, hey, we're in the same boat. We're going to look the same. Mm -hmm. Well, folks, uh, you've been listening to Reality Realty, Northumberland 89.7 FM's local real estate talk. Just join us after this break and we'll continue to look at the roller coaster ride of our 2017 real estate market here in Northumberland County. And let's see what kind of ride it's been taking us on and where we might be going.
3: I'm Pete Smith, inviting you to listen for The Dog Paws, Wednesdays at 2 on my show, Post Meridian. Send your questions to our three dog care experts, the trainer, the groomer, or the vet, and each week one of them will join me to answer your questions live on air. All you need to do is go to postmeridian897.ca and click on The Dog Paws and choose an expert. So listen for The Dog Paws, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Post Meridian, right here on Northumberland 89.7, truly local radio. Good girl. Hogan's Hearing Aid Centre is pleased to introduce our new website, professionalhearingservices.ca. Check it out
0: today to find out who we are and what we have to offer, including information on tinnitus, hearing loss and hearing solutions. You can even book an appointment online. Hogan's Hearing Aid Centers is also the proud recipient of the 2017 People's Choice Award for Hearing Services. Call 905-373-1470 or drop in at 257 Division Street in Coburg to book an appointment. Northumberland 89.7 takes on the big local issues each Friday at noon on Week in Review. It's informative, sometimes controversial, and always of interest to residents of Northumberland. If you miss a program, you can catch it later by going to the podcast section at Northumberland89.7.ca. Welcome back. This is Northumberland 89.7 FM's Reality Realty with Dale Bryant. And co-hosting today is Carol Ann Bryant, mortgage broker with the Broker Financial Group. And provider of the mortgage rates you hear on our snapshot segment every Thursday morning. So, Carol Ann, mm-hmm. uh, before the break, we were talking about the the cooling of our market um, in t- shortly after April uh, this year. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about that 16-point um, list of um, changes that Kathleen Wynne's uh, government uh, brought into play and how they paralleled and how they didn't parallel necessarily with what BC did a, about a year before
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, y- you were mentioning Carol about the mortgage uh, industry and things have been going on there as well that uh, definitely right. would have impact uh, in our in our real estate community
2: yeah I mean I think one of the biggest changes that we saw was for, um, buyers who had less than 20% for a down payment. They, we now had to qualify them differently. We had to apply this stress test now. So as opposed to being able to use the contract rate, which, you know, I said back in Back in June when we did the last show, the contract rate for the five-year fixed was, um, I think it was 2.39. That's the contract rate. So that's the rate that you're actually, that's the interest rate you're actually paying. That's Mm -hmm. what your payment is based on. That's the contract rate. Whereas the posted rate was at that time 4.64%. And that was how, that was the interest rate we had to qualify people on. Mm -hmm. That's, that's a huge difference. So we now saw people who could easily afford, you know, let's say a $450,000 house if we could qualify them at the 2.39, but now having to use that higher rate, now, you know, they lost a lot of buying power. We we had to qualify them. They they weren't able to afford that four hundred and fifty thousand dollar house anymore. So, yeah.
0: So what do you think of this uh, stress test? Is it a good thing? Is it is it keeping people from getting into deep, or or do you think it's uh, is it a bit overboard? Is it is it preventing some people from uh, home ownership who would be quite capable of? handling that home
2: i have mixed feelings about it i i i think that there was good aspects to it because you know that contract rate allowed people to purchase a a more expensive home um and you know there there would be a segment of people that could get into trouble if they if they maxed out like so so they could four to four hundred fifty thousand dollar house but their debt save service ratios were right at the max at that let's say right at the max mm-hmm. meaning there's no extra cash flow left over in the month if something goes wrong all, most of your income is going towards your mortgage payment your your property taxes so now those people are in trouble so now having to qualify them at that higher rate that gives them a cushion mm-hmm. it gives them a cushion for for whatever pardon me, what happens in life, furnace goes on the house, roof goes on the house. Somebody gets laid off and you have a two-income house and you got qualified for that mortgage based on those two incomes. You lose one income. Now those people aren't going to necessarily be in trouble because they were told, yes, you know, you can afford this house based at a higher interest rate. So that part of it I think is good, but then you have a whole segment of people that... Are paying extremely high rent if you Mm -hmm. look at their rental payments and they're saying this makes no sense to me I'm paying twelve fifteen hundred dollars a month in rent and you're telling me I can't buy a house (laughs) and that part of it they find is frustrating for people that are renting and they want to get out of a rental situation and they want to become homeowners And they can't because they, you know, they've only been able to save up 5% for a down payment. Mm -hmm. And 5% for some people, that's a huge, huge amount of money. And it's taken them a long time to save it up. So it it did knock a lot of people out of the housing market.
0: Yeah. And so, I mean, you're basically saying there's good and bad. It's knocked a lot of people out that likely would have been able to handle it uh it would have maybe been tight but they would have i mean that that might have been their price for home ownership but but on the other hand it it may have saved people from potentially losing a home
2: and and it, it came at a time too where the the pricing the houses were as you were saying jumping up drastically so now you know they can't find what they can qualify for they can't find that availability in that mm-hmm. price range anymore, and where they want to live. So now you have a sort shortage now in rental properties because people can't can't buy a house. The the rental market, y- you know, they're taking up these rental properties, or you have a lot of people living at home with mom and dad because they can't yeah. afford to move out and they can't find an apartment to rent because there's a shortage of rental. So. That's the downside of it.
0: Yeah, it definitely changes community and family dynamics uh, a lot. So, so one of the things is um, the uh, stress test Yes. Uh, that, that has gone on. And, and that is a stress test on?
2: That wasn't in stress, a stress te- test on people who le- had less than 20% for than a 20 down percent. payment. Okay.
0: And what else has happened in, in the mortgage industry over so the summer? Then, um, more or more over the year?
2: yeah so the the qualifying rate changed Mm -hmm. um so back in june the qualifying rate was 4.64 uh we're up to 4.89 now so if somebody comes in and they are uh, trying to get a pre-approval the qualifying rate is now at 4.89 so every time you jump up um it yeah. now limits your buying power again. It's lowering that buying power.
0: Yeah, if for a first time home buyer or even someone wanting to switch homes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they might just uh, second guess and say, no, we better just stay put, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, and so another change has been that the Bank of Canada increased the overnight lending rate uh, twice to back to back increases, which. The first increase was somewhat expected. There had been talk about it. And uh, the second increase in the very next month was somewhat of a surprise. They, they, They kind of indicated that there was going to be another increase at some point, but it was kind of a surprise to everybody. Uh, that it came so quickly. So that affected the prime lending rate at the banks, mm-hmm. which then in turn affects people with variable rate mortgages. So uh, you know, I had a lot of calls from clients saying, should I lock into a fixed rate mortgage? Which is everybody's instinct right away. But then we had to take a look at, okay, well, if you have a really good discount, if you had a really good discount and, and now what are you locking into for a fixed rate? Some people still had a really excellent interest rate, even though there was two increases. Mm-hmm. So um, so they're
0: still furth- further ahead to stick with that variable. Y-
2: yes, yeah. exactly. Some people were. So, um, yeah, so that was another significant change. Um, and after that second change, uh, the Bank of Canada governor, he he was kind of indicating without, they never really come right out and say it, but he was saying they would take a more cautious approach now. So there could be further increases, but right. they were going to now look at the impact of that because it doesn't just affect mortgages when that happens. It affects people with uh, secured lines of credit, unsecured lines of credit, and some people have car loans that are at a variable interest rate. Mm-hmm. So it it could, with in some whole. Households have multiple uh, ripple effect there.
0: Yeah, and and really and truly, it's been many many years we've been at historic lows for interest rates, and you know the people with the money who are lending uh, for mortgages. It's it's not the kind of return on on their investment that they once got. So we know that as soon as the economy is able to sustain higher interest rates uh, they're going to be trying and so when people are going out and they're they're spending to the limit Mm -hmm. i mean the other thing is what can you afford today but what could you afford in, say, five years when your mortgage renews, if the interest rate is approximately and then, you know...
2: Yeah, and that's part of that projecting. stress test, right? Mm-hmm. Part of that stress test was sort of to protect people at five years down the road at renewal time. What if the interest rates are in the 4% range? Sure, you can afford it at 2.39, but five years from now at renewal time, if it's if it's double, the interest rate is double,
3: mm-hmm. what's going
2: to happen to you then, Um and so that was sort of the common sense sort of thinking, there, at renewal time, making it so that we don't have people who are defaulting on their mortgage payments.
0: So uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm just gonna guess that, it it wasn't Kathleen Wynne and the Ontario government's 16-point changes laundry list to our real estate um, industry trying to cool down. It, it may have had. It may have had some effect, but definitely the mortgage rates, the changes in mortgage rates, <clears throat> and the stress test. And I, I, I got to think also that people were just getting tired of perpetuating the uh, market, uh, soaring market prices by um, throwing themselves into the ring with uh, multiple offer scenarios. So, I mean, my, my guess is it's, it's a combination of these I think things? so.
2: I think it was more than one factor for for sure. I mean, I know for a fact. Uh, you know, I had clients who um, just weren't able to 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 buy a house with the changes to the mortgage rules. It took them out of the market. They're going to have to take a little bit more time to save up some more money, pay down some debt mm-hmm. that they had. You know, whether it's a credit card or a lo- line of credit, in order to be able to qualify, regroup. Yeah.
0: Regroup and come in stronger. Yeah.
2: They had, I uh, unfortunately had to say no to some people that yeah. I wouldn't have had to say no to prior to these changes.
0: Right. So, so one of the interesting things, Carol Ann, is what's to come. So, th- these are a few things that have happened in your industry. Mm hmm. But I understand there's a lot of talk about something else coming around the corner. And what is that? Mm-hmm. that uh, I mean, that's stress yes. test related again, isn't it?
2: Yeah, OFFSEA mm-hmm. is uh, proposing.
0: OFFSEA. C Who's C
2: The Office of the Superintendent of uh, for Financial Institutions. Okay. So they um, they are proposing that the stress test is also going to apply to uninsured mortgages so people with more than 20 percent for a down payment right also called conventional mortgages so you are a homeowner and you want to either you want to refinance and you have more than 20 percent equity in your home uh we're also going to have to apply that stress test to you. You're a homeowner who is selling and you have built up all this equity in your house and you have a 50% down payment for your next house. That stress test is going to have to apply to you. And they're also um, saying that instead of it being at the uh, benchmark rate and the benchmark rate being uh, the five-year posted, which is 4.89 right now, um, they're saying that it's going to be... uh, 200 basis points higher than whatever your contract rate is so, so 6.89 so, so if you had no if you if the if the contract rate is um say three percent then it would be
0: five percent yes 200 basis points yeah okay so
2: because some people will <coughs> take a one-year term or a two-year term and not necessarily a five-year term so it'll be 200 base so those are the proposals that they're making um what do
0: you think what do you think the chances that this yeah, goes from talk to real?
2: I think I think it's going to happen. I mean any time they've made proposals um they've pretty much happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, we're looking at in January.
0: It's getting a lot of talk, isn't it?
2: Yeah. yeah. And uh that's going to change the landscape again. Mm-hmm. So if uh, I think if you're thinking about refinancing, if you're a homeowner who's thinking about refinancing, it might be a good idea to look into that before January.
0: What about a re... Okay, so if you're going to refinance, meaning you're going to change the amount of your mortgage. So you're maybe wanting to incorporate something into your mortgage, like a renovation or some debt. So you're saying with a refinance like that, if you're thinking about it, you may want to do it now. I
2: would suggest that, because, yes.
0: Because these... Because
2: then I can qualify... I or whoever you go to can qualify you at the contract rate. Right. Versus the 4.89 or the 200 basis points higher. Whatever they decide in the end to be the rule.
0: Okay. And, and, and I understand... I mean, this isn't something that's implemented. We don't have it in front of us. uh, It's
2: not implemented yet. It's uh, proposed. Yeah,
0: it's just something proposed. So we don't even know what the exact uh, details of it would be. But uh, has there been any talk about what would happen for someone just not refinancing, but just renewing? So you come to the end of your three, four or five-year term... And and uh, now this new this new rules in effect for stress testing, um, could it are they talking about it could affect uh, a renewal?
2: I haven't heard anything to that effect. Um, I mean, with a renewal, usually your financial institution lender sends out a renewal letter, and you choose whatever options they're they're giving you. There's no requalification process at that time. They they pull your credit bureau. Um, if you've had um, a good history of making your mortgage payments, you know, you haven't been defaulting Mm -hmm. on your mortgage, then it's just a matter of signing that renewal letter. There's no requalifying again.
0: Right. So it is just going to happen. So likelihood of this affecting renewals are slim.
2: I haven't heard anything to that. I mean, if that was to happen, boy, that would really, I think, cause some problems. I mean, if you Mm. think about, people who, you know, they've bought their house and, and uh, they've been making their mortgage payments perfectly fine. Everything's been going well. But then over the course of five years, um, maybe somebody's retired. Maybe when they bought the house, they were close to retirement. Now they've retired and they're on pension income versus what their mm-hmm. income was before. So now, on paper, they don't qualify for that mortgage anymore. But they've been making their mortgage pr- payments perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. But on paper... It looks like they can't afford that house anymore.
1: Yeah. So
2: then, what's going to happen?
0: Yeah. Interesting times. You ahead.
2: know, I I think that that would be unsettling.
0: Yeah, and any any other advice c- that you can think of, Carolanne, um, based on based on what has happened with the industry that you've explained and and what could potentially happen? Any advice for p- listeners?
2: Yeah, I think. Um, I think it comes down to to watching your debt load. So if you are w- uh, thinking about buying a home, you're a first-time home buyer and you're thinking about buying a home, uh, be careful. Be careful. Um, if you're in the market to get a a vehicle, uh, watch what you know. Don't be getting this brand new uh, car that has a six hundred dollar a month payment. Kind of, you need to be
0: six hundred dollars a month a high car payment.
2: Yeah. For some people it is. Yeah. I mean, that's high. I see a wide variety of car payments, but you know, I've I see car payments in the $200 range, which is good. You know, watch how much you're running your credit cards up. If you have student uh, debt, OSAP, um, work at paying that off because paying that debt down is going to offset the fact that you have to qualify at a higher interest rate. Um, And also lower your expectations as to what... I mean, I think we're going back to the mindset where there's a starter home.
0: Yeah, interesting. And you, and
2: you make your steps up as opposed to walking into your dream home at the very first shot. Yeah.
0: And, and really and truly, I think... With all the changes in the mortgage industry, more than ever, you, before you just assume, hey, we got good jobs, we've been working, we've been paying our bills, just assuming that you can afford a home, uh, you know, a certain type of home, I think more than ever before, you, you need to have a thorough uh, pre-qualification with, uh, with your mortgage broker or your bank or wh- whoever your Absolutely. lender is. Yeah. Well, Carol Ann, we're going to take a small break. Uh, Folks, you've been listening to Reality Realty, Northumberland 897 FM's truly local real estate talk. Join us after this break and we'll continue to survey our present market conditions and take a look at where this pattern may be taking us in the future. A mystic adventures in sound, music, and noise from out
3: of the shadows. Fridays at 9 p.m. Beat Thursdays, 2 a.m. on Northumberland 89.7. Shooting you know local radio. Hi, this is Lane with What's Happening This Week. Friday and Saturday in Port Hope, there's a pumpkin drive at the Independent Grocers from 8 a.m. till 10 p.m. Proceeds going to the Port Hope Public Library. Friday, there's a joint high school Terry Fox run at the corner of Queen and Charles Street from 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. For information, call 372-2271. Saturday, the Northumberland Humane Society, Dance the Night Away at the Coburg Lions Centre on Elgin Street from 7.30 till 1 p.m. It's the Thanksgiving weekend and the Harvest Festival in Coburg, a perfect mating on King Street from 10 a.m. till 6 p.m. Monday, the Northumberland Forest Turkey Trot at the Coburg Scout Reserve from 8.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Tuesday, it's the Men's Cooking Club at 99 Toronto Road, the Community Health Centre from 10 a.m. till 12 p.m. If you have an event coming up, you can contact us at info at Northumberland897.ca. This is Lane with What's Happening This Week. Tune in to Modern Jazz Today, a weekly radio show that focuses on today's jazz improvisers and creators cutting their teeth and cutting the edge of sound. Join us as we explore what's new, what's
2: groundbreaking, and where it's happening. Sunday, 6 to 8 p.m. on Northumberland 89.7, Truly Local Radio.
0: Welcome back. This is your local real estate forum, Northumberland 89.7 FM's Reality Realty with Dale Bryant. And our guest today is Carol Ann Bryant, mortgage broker with the Broker Financial Group. Are you all right there? Are you hearing things? Well, I think we are still good here. So, Ann, before the break, we were talking about uh, we were talking about the mortgage industry and what what has been going on in the mortgage industry to affect uh, to affect um, where we're at today, to affect the cool what what has affected the cooling off point um, that we experienced in May, June, July, and August. Uh, you know, we've we've taken a look. the f- The mortgage industry certainly has had its hand in it. The uh, the Ontario government in their sixteen point laundry list that they implemented to try and cool the government. And I I believe even their, just the mindset of the people not being willing to perpetuate the the frenzied market we've been in. So, what does that look like today? Well, today. What that looks like is we're not getting into the multiple offer (laughs) scenario that we were getting into in January, February, March, and April of this year. And that we were getting into all of last year, all 2016. And and because we're not getting into that, because we're not seeing... I mean, we still are. It's a a strong seller's market. So occasionally, Mm -hmm. we're getting... We're getting uh, competing offers, but instead of it maybe being a dozen o- offers or or better, maybe we're getting two or three offers, and instead of the prices being driven up by a hundred thousand dollars, <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
0: maybe maybe we're seeing prices come in. And I, I mean, this is just from my own experience. Maybe we're seeing prices come in at ten or twenty thousand over in in that kind of situation we're not seeing we're not seeing that frenzied battle go on Mm -hmm. and uh i mean there there could be a tendency to feel like this is like a a drought this is a dry spot
2: well i i can imagine there's been some people that thought oh you know we're going to wait to the fall to sell for whatever reason and now they're looking back and thinking oh no (laughs) We kind of missed the boat on, on that. Uh, yeah, in the ability to to get well over asking price.
0: And, and as a realtor, with me going into somebody's home, who's thinking about selling, like once once we hit uh, May and June, mm-hmm. and me going into somebody's house and and them saying, you know what, what's my home worth? Right. And what 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 would you value it at? And I'm 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 uh explaining to the people that our market has just really cooled off and and that's a hard story to accept because right. they they know a neighbor who just sold Exactly. I mean they're still living in the place. The place hasn't even closed yet and they got this ridiculous yeah. amount of money for it or a family member and and now I'm coming into their house and saying Mm. It doesn't happen anymore, <laughs> and they're thinking, "Yeah, it just happened like yesterday."
2: Mm-hmm. It feels yeah, it like it was quite an abrupt yeah. uh, switch, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, and that's but I think also
2: swallow. the so the strategy during that market sometimes too was that you would or realtors would price the house a little bit under market value to get the co- competition going. That was kind of a strategy yeah. going on as well. So it was it really certainly was. was really hard for appraisers to come up with with values on homes. I know that I would be talking to them and they were saying they're having a tough time because that market was really throwing off comparables for them.
0: Yeah, because maybe a home sold for sixty thousand dollars over the asking price. But maybe that house was actually priced at twenty thousand less than you know, real market value. Yeah. So so that's sixty it actually was something like forty thousand yeah. over. So so it was a very deceptive market, and mm-hmm. and I think people who are maybe wishing it back need to be careful what they're what they're wishing for.
2: Well, because that market was beneficial to people who didn't need to buy within their within their neighborhood again, right? It, because if that you were selling and you were moving somewhere else where there wasn't a fres- frenzied market, or you were moving into. Um, Retirement home or something oh, like that. That was beautiful. Those for people you. benefited. If yeah. you had to sell and buy within your same community, you were now part of that frenzied market, and it was just stressful. Yeah.
0: And and it wasn't all just roses either, because no. we had we had so many, well, so many. We had firm deals, firm and binding deals that never closed. Yes, Be- because people came in with uh, no condition offers. And then found out later from their lending institution, there's no way they were so going to get. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're not going to get that financing. And and now what do you do? You got a firm and binding deal there, but you don't have the money to close. So, you were getting sellers, who had to pick up the pieces and start from scratch. And uh, I mean, there's also potential legal implications there, but that's you know that's a whole nother show but it, it wasn't all cut and dry. Uh you w- you're even getting people just having a second thought about it. Just they got caught up in the frenzy. They went high and now <clears throat> and now they're questioning. They got a legal and binding contract, and now they're questioning, w- "Oh, should I have done that?
2: I think I've just paid too much for this house."
0: I just paid too much <gasps> and and uh and so
2: Buyer's remorse.
0: We're, yeah, we're getting people backing out of legal binding contracts. And now mm-hmm. now the full story uh, is told later. And sometimes it takes years for that full story to be told because nothing through the court system happens. Well, nothing that I understand happens super quick. Right. These things can take years to, to settle. But so it, it, for the seller even, receiving these high dollar values, I mean, they were this market was creating really stressful situations. So now we're having where we're having a today we're in a market where we're having slight growth in market prices in the mm-hmm. home home index. We're having offers come in that are not competing and people are able to do their due diligence and, or feel like they can do their due diligence with Mm -hmm. a home inspection and with a financing condition. So, I mean, we're we're in a a much better, healthier market for sure. Um, One of the considerations is how about the people who bought really high? Is there a fallout for them? Well, if they bought high, if they were homeowners prior to that, they likely also sold high right so yes, maybe maybe the market maybe they bought, and then before they even moved in, the market sort of cooled way off well their their sale is based on the hot market too, so it is pretty much relative um if somebody <clears throat> if somebody is not going to live in that house very long uh then I mean one way to look at it is. If they're going to sell and they actually get less uh, than they bought for, the home they're about to buy into has likely cooled off too. So, you know, they're yeah. they're going to sell low. They're going to buy low again. And now, they did end up with a big mortgage, but they'll hopefully be able to port that big mortgage onto their next home and just maybe have more equity in the home right
2: so you yeah i mean that's something that is is something that's important to look at with your mortgages can you port it And 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 so if you're porting a larger mortgage and you need less of a mortgage, we've talked about this before, say so you have $250,000 mortgage and you only need 200 for the new place, now your penalty is, ba- is just based on that $50,000. You're just paying a penalty on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really important to know that part of the product of your mortgage, what can you do with portability. Some lenders have a specific rule, you have to buy and sell on the same day, and there's some people that just don't like that. They like to do bridging. Yeah. So really uh, understand what you're signing when you when you sit down to sign that mortgage commitment letter. Know the ins and outs of it.
0: Mm-hmm. And and if you bought high and you're planning on living there for the long haul, it's a long-term it should stay. should level out, right? Things always work out. Real estate has always been a good investment, mm-hmm. and
2: uh, well. Except for a few <coughs> blips in history, <laughs> a,
0: a few blips, but for the, the most 80s. part, yeah. <laughs> for the most part, real even even through the 80s, if you were living there, um, and and for the long haul, I mean, your real estate recovered. So if you're living there for the long haul, real estate will recover. I mean, look at look at us. Uh, mm-hmm. You you talk about if you bought in the high in the high uh, market right. time, and maybe there's a fallout for you, but we didn't move. We didn't have our house up for sale. We didn't move. But while the prices were going crazy, we're looking at what our house might be worth. And we're thinking, wow, look at the equity that's just building, building, building. Yeah. Well, now all of a sudden, if we look, we've just taken a loss. But we've done nothing. <laughs> we've, just yeah. been, we've just been living there. So, so I mean, it, it's, a, it's affecting all of us when the market fluctuates, it, it affects all of us, whether you're in a transaction or you're not. Because, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you, you start to look and wonder what kind of equity you, you had and maybe you don't today. So I- interesting dynamics um, when, when we look at that sort of thing. Um, and, and once again, just being careful what you hope for. Now, what you were talking about with the mortgage industry, Uh, some proposed um, changes Mm. uh, and so right now we take a look we're in this calmer market and we the thing i I want to take a look at is can we predict by patterns or circumstances what might be in the future Hmm. (coughs) i'm thinking i'm thinking right now uh you know the september market the fall market it, it it started to pick up slightly but it, it's, it's nothing that's super noteworthy. It's just a, a small build in the market. Mm-hmm. Uh, and houses are
2: staying on the market longer.
0: Longer. The Yeah. yeah. And, and so if we were thinking that four months of, um, you know, May, June, July, and August, and we were going to get back into the frenzied market, which I thought there was a chance we could have. Right. I thought there was a chance. But, I mean, if it hasn't happened now... That, that frenzied climb isn't going to happen, I don't believe, for the rest of this year. No. But the question is, what happens in our spring market? Uh, what happens in maybe March or April or mm-hmm. May next year? And, I mean, my gut feeling is we could have a really strong spring market, but my gut feeling is it's not going to be.
2: A frenzy? A
0: frenzy like we had.
2: Well, well I th- And I think maybe... It might be a strong market because like you were saying, I think people were weary, weary of, of this market losing out. Mm -hmm. I mean, you had clients who tried multiple times to buy a house and you know, maybe what on five or offer five or six, they finally got a Mm -hmm. house or maybe some people just decide to back away for a while. And then those buyers will come out of the woodwork again in the spring.
0: Well perhaps we'll have to see. Yeah. There you Predictions. go. Predictions. There you go, folks. Show one of season four under our belt. Caroline, thanks for joining me for this show.
2: Thanks for asking me.
0: Yeah, <laughs> be careful what you ask for. And uh, folks, if you have any questions or comments about today's show or for any real estate questions, feel free to contact me by emailing dale at dalebryant.ca or call into the radio station at 905-372-2391 and leave a message for me. They'll make sure I get it. Uh, don't forget to join me, Dale Bryant. I'm an active real estate broker with Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty Brokerage. Join me uh, next Thursday from 11 a.m. until 12 noon for Reality Realty on Northumberland 89.7 FM, Truly Local Radio. Until next week, folks.